It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham, and for the next 30 minutes or so, you will be Locked On Thunder. It is Monday, so we need to go back in time and look at what the Thunder were able to accomplish over the weekend. And everybody, if you went to sleep over the weekend and you woke up just now and you're a Thunder fan, you will be more than happy because the Thunder just kept winning. And if you don't know who I am still... I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and since 2018 with 107.7 the franchise, 107.9 the franchise in Tulsa as their lead Thunder insider, lead Thunder contributor for thefranchiseok.com where you can find all my columns, all my blogs, and all my thoughts. And I actually wrote down some words, some thoughts yesterday on the incredibly tragic loss of Kobe Bryant and we're going to talk about that in a little bit here, but uh, for those interested, like everybody that has followed basketball for a period of time, especially going back to when Kobe was actually in the NBA just you know a few short years ago uh, before he retired. I was uh, incredibly moved and saddened by the news of his passing as well as the passing of his daughter, Gigi, uh, who was in the helicopter, and, and of course, as well as the other people who lost their lives yesterday. Just um, incredibly sad, and um, it, it's not the type of news that you sign up when you want to do sports journalism, when you want to do sports media and you want to write about sports, you don't do this because you want to talk about these things. So um, we will get to that, of course, in just a second. But um, also, you uh, feel free to follow uh, the OKC82 podcast if you want to hear uh, Thunder post-game thoughts immediately after every single game. It's OKC82, so yeah, that's why. After every single game, 82 games. You can hear my thoughts, Madison Morris's thoughts, and whoever else is on the show at the time. And then also feel free to listen to the Franchise Thunder Insider Show on Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to noon. We were we just did our first remote of the season at Flint Restaurant this past Saturday, and it was awesome because we got to have brunch. I've never had brunch at Flint in downtown Oklahoma City beneath the Cold Cord Hotel. It's, it was so good. Uh, the bacon steak was excellent. <laughs> 
let me just say. And yes, if you're out of the market, but you want to listen to Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Madison Morris, and me talk Thunder basketball and NBA hoops, you can always download 107.7 The Franchise's app. It's free. Just type in 107.7 The Franchise, I believe, in your app store. Download it. And then on Saturday mornings around 10 o'clock, if you want to listen, 10 o'clock Central Time, that is, if you want to listen to us talk hoops, feel free to hit the play button and enjoy. But let's get right into the show, everybody. And like I said earlier, when you get into this business, when you decide that you want to do sports media, and at least this is the reason for me, I can't speak for everybody else, but I will say, um, I, I do, I can confidently say, when you do get into sports media, you do it because obviously you love the game, you love the sport, and you, you want to do your best to be a part of it in any, in any way, shape, or form. It, but one of the things that you don't really want to ever write about or talk about is when somebody when something unfortunate happens and sports are played by human beings and and therefore are very much a part of the process of life and unfortunately sometimes even though we don't want to we have to talk about somebody's tragic passing and yesterday the world lost Kobe Bryant as well as his daughter Gigi and other people who were on board the helicopter and it was just it's going to be one of those moments where we all remember where we were when we got the news because I remember where I was when I found out Michael Jackson died and I'm not I've never really been a huge Michael Jackson fan I mean I I know his songs that are on the radio Um, I understand that he meant a lot to a lot of people but it wasn't necessarily something that you know I was into musically or pop culture wise but I do remember where I was when he passed away and the same thing happened with Prince like I was actually more into Prince than I was into Michael Jackson I mean I love Prince is one of the more underrated guitarists of all time and it was the same kind of deal I'll never forget where I was when I found out on Twitter that he passed away and it's going to be the same thing with Kobe Bryant like it's just it's it's so sad obviously when someone passes away before you know quote unquote their time it's tragic and especially when it comes um when it comes as a result of an accident and especially when it comes to somebody that you know we feel so connected to i've never i've covered the thunder for three years i've never had a chance to interview or talk or ask questions to kobe bryant but I feel so connected to him because I've watched his games a zillion times. I've seen him on TV a zillion times. I've heard his voice a zillion times. If you just played his voice and said and asked me, who is this? I would say it's Kobe Bryant. You know, these athletes, these otherworldly athletes that are able to perform things that we could only dream of, hitting buzzer beaters, continuously bringing it every single night, beating opponents, breaking records, winning championships. You know, they're still human beings and... Um, this is just a harsh reminder of the randomness of life and, um, it's, it's sad. It's just sad at the end of the day. And look, I, I remember Kobe Bryant's, um, uh, legal trouble in 2003 in Eagle, Colorado. Um, I'm fully aware of it. I, I remember being a 12, 13, 14 year old kid when it was going on and certainly had my opinions back then as a kid and over time had, more opinions as more information came out and as I got older I have my opinions on that as well and there's going to be a time for a conver- for a conversation about the overall legacy of the human being that is Kobe Bryant no doubt and I, I just wanted to put that out there because I know that there are still people that are 
greatly affected by um, rape culture, the act of rape. It's um, again, it's not something that I really like talking about because um, I, I like talking about sports. I don't like talking about terrible things that happen to people, but there are terrible things that do happen to people and affect others. So it is important to mention at least, but for the time being, I've just, I would just rather focus on the tragic loss of life. But again, there will be time for that, for that conversation down the road. And if you're interested, I did write some thoughts down on Kobe Bryant on our webpage at the Um, we actually had two, um, three people at the same time, write about Kobe. And fortunately we all wrote about different things. Uh, John Hoover, who primarily covers OU football, but has had experience covering professional basketball with the Thunder in the last few years. Um, he wrote down some other monumental sports tragedies that have happened. Uh, Roberto Clemente, who passed away in 1979 in a plane crash. He was a baseball player, big-time baseball player, and he was actually flying out to help relieve a disaster that occurred in his native Puerto Rico. Thurman Munson, uh, other big sports figures who who passed away quote before their time. Um, so go get that. Go give that a read. Andrew Gilman as well wrote down uh, some thoughts on his opinion that the NBA should have just went ahead and canceled all their games. And um, I'm, I'm glad he wrote that because I actually I tweeted it out yesterday. I got a hundred retweets or so, but I tweeted it out yesterday. Um, and then I kind of wrote about it in my piece towards the tail end. It, it would have been a nice, a very nice gesture for the NBA to go ahead and cancel their games. And it would have really helped out a lot of players who directly knew Kobe Bryant, whether they played with him or played against him or just knew him personally. You know, it, a lot of those players would have greatly appreciated, you know, the day off to basically mourn in their in their own way. I mean, it was hard to see guys like Tyson Chandler and Bradley Beal and Devin Booker, Trey Young, you know, be visibly emotionally distraught, and yet they're expected to go play a game at the highest of levels. That counts. You know what I mean? Like, the, um, unfortunately, you know, life has to go on, and um, when you are expected to do a job, you have to perform. And um, I, I certainly understand that the sentiment that the NBA should have canceled games, and, and if they had done it, I would have been 100. percent that's great, you know, because these players do kind of deserve some time to reflect and get their emotions back under their own control so that they can perform all these great things that we love watching, you know, uh, three-point shooting, slam dunks, baseline cuts, fast breaks, you know, all these great things that they're able to do that we love to watch, that we love to write about and talk about. Um, they deserve that time. But I had tweeted this out, and I put it in my article at the end, I really couldn't help but think that if <laughs> if Kobe would have had it his way, you know, he would have wanted everybody to just keep playing. I mean, that's the Mamba mentality. You go out there and you perform. You go out there and beat the hell out of your opponent, no matter what. You win at all costs. <laughs> and th- there was just something a little poetic that the game just continued. And yet it's still... The game continued, but there were countless tributes to Kobe Bryant, whether it was a moment of silence. I believe New Orleans did a 24-second shot clock moment of silence for uh, Kobe, obviously for the jersey number, number 24. Uh, Trey Young rocked a number eight jersey. Uh, Trey Young was actually really close to Kobe Bryant, and especially his daughter Gigi. Uh, Gigi, I guess, had said that Trey Young was her favorite player, and so the loss really hit him harder even though he 
obviously came into the NBA well after Kobe Bryant had retired. The Raptors and the Spurs took a uh, 24-second shot clock violation, obviously 24 for Kobe Bryant, and um, you know, just a lot of great things. But I, I just couldn't help but find it poetic and beautiful that uh, Kobe Bryant, who is quite a lover of po- poetry and art, um, just look at his post-career accomplishments, winning an Academy Award for his short film, Dear Basketball. I think Kobe would have liked that the NBA kept going. And look, I could be wrong, and I understand people got kind of emotional that the <laughs> the NBA didn't cancel games and basically force their players and their employees to keep working, but um, it does affect a lot of other people as well, like arena workers that depend on paychecks, just to name a few. And not to mention the logistical nightmare of having to reschedule a handful of games. And look, that all sounds like, who cares? This was a tragic Titanic loss of life. Like, who cares about bureaucratic red tape? Who cares about scheduling games? But, I mean, at the end of the day, like a week from now, like we're still going to be remembering Kobe Bryant. We're still going to be sad about Kobe Bryant. But a week from now, we're going to be focused on, okay, what... Where are the like? What team is where in the standings? Who needs to win X amount of games to get into the playoffs? And if you basically just cancel a handful of games, it'll ruin all the tiebreakers. It'll ruin all the seeding. So I mean, that adds into just the entire like logistical nightmare that was the the thought of canceling games. Now look, I don't really fall on either side. Like I would have understood if the NBA canceled games or if they did or if they didn't, and I would have found it beautiful either way. And I found beauty in the NBA continuing and honoring Kobe Bryant by by playing the game that he loves. So, um, again, just feel free to go read my column at thefranchiseok.com. I put, I of course put a local angle in there. I, I put my thoughts. It was just basically kind of stream of consciousness, memories, whatnot, and then especially uh, Kobe's massive importance to basketball in Oklahoma City. Um, he was the crucible. He was the measuring stick. If the Thunder back in the early days wanted to root truly belong, they had to beat Kobe Bryant. And they got through him, and they met him once and fell in a valiant effort in the first round um, to the eventual champion Los Angeles Lakers. But then they finally were able to get past the Lakers, probably in their last <clears throat> their last year as a truly good team in 2012 by defeating them in the semis. Uh, going on to the Western Conference Finals before ultimately going to the finals. Now, it might seem hyperbolic. I don't think it's hyperbolic, but the Thunder in those days, they do not become what they eventually became without Kobe Bryant. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden all valued and looked up to Kobe Bryant in such a way that I I don't know if the Spurs could have been that crucible. I don't know if the Grizzlies surely couldn't have been that crucible. The Thunder needed to go through a gauntlet. The Lakers provided that gauntlet, and Kobe Bryant definitely was the tip of that iceberg. The Thunder don't become the last decades one of the more dominant teams. You know, when you think about the Miami Heat, the Golden State Warriors, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Oklahoma City Thunder really running that decade, the Thunder were never able to win a title, of course, but they certainly were up there every single year that Kevin Durant was with the Thunder. And I just I just don't think that it doesn't happen without a Kobe Bryant. So Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, basketball in this state, in this region should always be thankful for Kobe Bryant and what he stood for 
and how he inspired players that you eventually rooted for in Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden, Paul George, Victor Oladipo, Shea Gildas Alexander, Chris Paul. You know, it all goes back to Kobe Bryant, and uh, you know the basketball world lost a big one, obviously. So, um, thoughts and prayers to Kobe Bryant's family and the other families affected to affected by the loss yesterday. It's just really sad. So, just wanted to put my thoughts out there on the podcast. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And welcome back to the Locked on Thunder podcast, everybody. The Thunder were in action twice over the weekend, playing a back-to-back Friday and Saturday night. Uh, Friday at home, Saturday on the road, and the Thunder won both games. In rather dominant fashion until the very end of the second game against Minnesota, but we'll get to that in a second. The Thunder defeat the Atlanta Hawks 140-111, to 140 being their season, lar- their, their, <laughs> the most points they've scored all season. Uh, Oklahoma City just straight dominated Atlanta, although it is important to note that this game was, I believe, a two- or three-point deficit in the third quarter at one point before the Thunder just destroyed Atlanta from then on out, obviously winning by almost 30 points. Shea Gillis-Alexander finished with 24 points. Danilo Gallinari, 25 points. He was incredible, 7 of 10 from the field, 5 of 6 from the three-point line. Uh, Nerlens Noel, 10 and 8. Chris Paul, 18 points, 5 assists, 6 rebounds. Dennis Schroeder, 21 points, 8 assists. Mike Muscala and Darius Baisley. Mike Muscala, 14 points. This dude has been on fire the last few games, especially going back to uh, Orlando. And especially if you go back even a little bit further in the Houston game when Oklahoma City obviously didn't have New Orleans Noel prior to tip-off, and we knew that um, as the game was going to begin. And then they lost Steven Adams not two minutes into the game, so you have to insert Mike Muscala a lot more. Mike Muscala had an awful game. He had five fouls, and I felt like, I felt like every single foul – was an and-one opportunity for James Harden. He, and he couldn't hit shots. He, he couldn't defend. It was just a terrible showing for Mike Muscala. And with the way Steven Adams went down and the way this team has an unfortunate history with ankle ankle rolls with Nerlens Noel, um, it, the output moving forward in the short term wasn't very optimistic because it's like, oh my goodness, you're going to have to play Mike Muscala heavy minutes and possibly start him. That's not good. Well, ever since the Orlando game, the guy has just been making about every single shot and at least earning the minutes that he's played out there. I mean, against the Magic, he shot 5 of 6 from the three-point line. I mean, against the Magic, he shot 4-4 four, four from the three-point line, 5 of 6 overall from the field. Followed that up against Atlanta, 4-6 from the three-point line, 5 of 7 from the field. And then against Minnesota, 3 of 6 from the three-point line. And those were the six shots that he took overall in the game. Uh, 
scoring outputs from Orlando to Minnesota, 14, 14, and 11. So exactly what the Thunder need when they are shorthanded. And that's been the theme of this team I, I really since over the last two months where they've had inconsistent lineups. They've had guys out here and there. Terrence Ferguson out still for personal reasons. Steven Adams missing some games. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, who this is now a pattern, and it's it's load management, despite what the Thunder and Billy Donovan would tell me and tell you. This is load management now. He has now missed his fourth consecutive second night of a back-to-back. So of the last four back-to-backs, Danilo Gallinari has played the first night and sat the second night for some random injury. So this is load management now. Um, but it's something that the Thunder are going to have to uh, overcome moving forward because on their next back-to-back, you can expect Danilo Gallinari to sit on the second night. So having said all that, it's still very incredible that the Thunder continue to win. They're 7-1 and one without Danilo Gallinari. A few more notes on the Hawks game. This team just continues to improve offensively, defensively, in just about every single facet of the game. Um Saturday night against the Minnesota Timberwolves was a little bit of a different story than the Atlanta game. Uh, Minnesota poses a little bit more of a challenge, obviously, but but obviously it's always important to remember that any road game in the NBA, it's it's going to be tough, especially on the second night of a back-to-back. But the Thunder, after being down by, by as many as seven early on in the game, eventually found their rhythm, got the lead, and really never looked back until about the last two to three minutes of the game when Minnesota Andrew Wiggins just started hitting some trash shots, uh, throwing stuff, throwing prayers up there. And, you know, to their credit, they hit their shots. But the Thunder never panicked because the Thunder have an identity. They they have a DNA about their team that they can always rely on. And it's something that the Thunder of the last few years really couldn't rely upon because those teams were predicated on athleticism, getting out on the fast break, and just beating you simply because they were more athletic and more talented than you. And that can win you a good amount of games, obviously, over an 82-game season. But when you really need to hunker down and beat a team in the clutch, you're not going to be presented a lot of opportunities where you can run the floor and just showcase how fast and strong you are. But late in games, it's going to slow down, and you're going to have a lot of half-court opportunities. And that's what this team's identity is it's it's founded in the half court offense and founded in the half court defense and when the game does slow down you can more than like you can more than well be optimistic that the Thunder are going to be able to make enough plays to either come back and win or win or hang on to win a game that they're it seems like that they're choking away and it really really showed itself on the dagger possession for the Thunder uh Chris Paul's being double teamed right past midcourt the Thunder need a bucket to uh pretty much sealed the win and Mike Muscala who we've already highlighted has been shooting lights out runs up to aid Chris Paul and sets a very very good screen gets in very good position gives Chris Paul enough room to turn the corner around the screen to get to be to go downhill get past the three-point line get to the key and then he's able to shake past his his defender at the free throw line and get into the paint where he's able to just find an uncontested area on the floor. And, of course, Chris Paul's going to hit an uncontested mid-range jumper. I I don't think I've seen him miss one all season long. The guy is automatic when no one's defending him in the mid-range. Chris Paul hit the shot, and the Thunder walk away with a 113-104 victory. And if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've all heard of the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. 
But you may not know that Locked on Thunder is a great way for your local business to reach local, passionate Thunder fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Thunder fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with a disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And really quick before we get out of here, everybody, big game tonight in Oklahoma City, not just because Luka Doncic and Chris Stats Porzingis are in town, but because with the Thunder winning their games over the weekend, this game actually has NBA playoff seeding intrigue about it. The Thunder sit at the seventh spot at 28-19, and and they are tied in the win column with both the Rockets and the Mavericks, who hold the sixth and the fifth seeds, respectively, both at 28-17. and If the Thunder are able to beat the Mavericks tonight, they can jump all the way up to the fifth seed in the win column. The Thunder, of course, winners of 10 of their last 14 games. The Mavericks just lost their most recent game on the road, a a 112-107 loss to to the Utah Jazz. But it's still a good challenge for Oklahoma City. Obviously, Luka Doncic is probably a lot of people's MVP this season. Uh, The Thunder have already beaten the Mavericks a few weeks ago in Oklahoma City. The Mavericks will probably have Willie Cauley-Stein for the first time since trading for him, and that was involved with the Justin Patton for Isaiah Roby trade that happened also on Friday that I wasn't able to get to, I don't believe, on the last Locked On podcast. Isaiah Roby, of course, a G-leaguer with the Dallas Mavericks and the Texas Legends, traded for Justin Patton and cash considerations, uh, putting the Thunder in a, in a situation where they could just very easily be over, under the tax if they so choose, they're about eight hundred thousand dollars above the tax, so that's that's manageable. But they have until you know they have a few weeks to get to the point where they want to be. Um, I would not worry Thunder fans. Uh, the Thunder brass assumed that they would be a luxury tax team this season, obviously because they had Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Um, they could get under the tax if they wanted to. Obviously, if they're able to move a big contract like the Danilo Gallinari, um, or they could just very well say, "No, let's ride it out with this team. This is kind of a fun thing to watch." Um, we already knew we were going to be a luxury tax team. Oh, well. But again, tonight in Oklahoma City, Dallas, Oak, uh, Thunder, going to be fun. Uh, if the Thunder are able to beat Dallas, they will have the the uh, tiebreaker over them, which could be important. Um, I've never thought that it was out of the realm of possibility the Thunder could climb up all the way up to five, as, mi- as high as the five seed. Uh, Denver sits at the four seed, 32 and 14. It's probably a little too far to climb. Who knows? Maybe Denver could go on a losing streak and open that door. But until that time, if the Thunder want to actually make some noise in the playoffs, they probably need to get out of the seventh spot, probably the sixth spot as well. If they can get to the fifth spot, things could get interesting with this team in the postseason. 
And everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I really appreciate it. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Brady Does Sports. Uh, sorry for the uh, sad topic at the beginning of the show, but of course, it's it's going to affect a lot of people that like basketball, that love basketball. It affected me as well, so um, it just needed to all be said. But thank you for um, getting through it, and uh, hopefully, everybody. Um, has a good week. Let's get this good week started. Um, and remember all the things that we appreciate basketball, um, and just try to appreciate other things as well, I guess. But everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, and I'll talk to you later. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 